Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, everybody, welcome. Welcome back again to From the Outside Looking In, a show where we take a non-geeky look at geek culture or a geeky look at non-geek culture, whatever. It's our show. We like comic books, movies, sports, beer, all sorts of shit, and we talk about those things that we love. I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the first of the fallen to my Lucifer, Mr. Patrick Banus. We're going to do a show about whatever we want. Don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, right, exactly. This is our <laughs> show, and we're going to ramble mostly coherently, I would say mostly. Mm, depends on the yeah, beer. It depends on the beer and what we got going on. Never know. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to one of the greatest. Uh, it's all about uh, one of the greatest musicians that ever lived, Mr. Toby Keith. Uh, no, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta roll that back. Yeah, right. you know, we gotta bring it back in here, buddy. It's all about drinking beer from red solo cups and kicking non American ass. And driving my busted Ford pickup truck yeah. with my doggy dog in the back and things. Yeah, because Saturday is for the boys. For the boys. Yeah. Ex- except that it's none of these things. This is this is all very terrible. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all very weird. Well, it is Saturday and we are together. So yeah, Saturday, yeah. Saturday is for the boys. Yeah, no. You, yeah. All right. You Get the fudge out of here, ladies. Yeah. Saturday is for the boys. Yeah, that's cool. All right. I, I appreciate that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but no, uh, th- this is a very special episode uh, because we did something that we love to do. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, this is something that we like to get into. We went to the Garden State Comic Con, so this episode's going to be really about that Comic Con, uh, but we got some other stuff in the in the in going on in the world, especially the we're news tripping. of the weird, right? Super so, weird. Super weird stuff. So, Pat, Pat, what's going on in the world today? Well, before I get to what's going on in the world. Oh, we got a segment before that. Not really. Oh, okay. Not okay. Really. Just some bits. Just okay. some bits. Corrections, add-ons. Mm. So this is episode two. Yes, this is iTunes episode two, volume two. So that means you people can can hear us now on iTunes. Yes. So definitely, that's if that's the place you're getting your podcast, do that. Which it should be. I hope so. Yeah. So do that, and then also we're on SoundCloud. We and are. And we are also on yourlisten.com. Yes. And we're also on Facebook. You can always hear our most recent episode on, on the fa- Facebook On the Facebook, yeah, yeah. Um, along with some of our witty witticisms and things that we like. So Different posts, if you will. Yeah, yeah. We're posting. We're mm-hmm. posting. So we're like low posting. Like we are a- we are active members of the social media lifestyle. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so, so social. So yes. social. It's so, <laughs> on the media is very social. Yeah, on the media is very CSN social. Com, not so not much. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just some corrections from 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 last episode. Uh, my notes suggest that uh, Patrick, whoever that is, he used the term literally, uh, literally too many times. Mm, literally. Literally. So we got to really, you know, really stop. I reel that back in, and I don't know if that was a function of drinking or, or what. I'd have to, I'd have to roll that tape to, to, to check that. But <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll I... figure that out. Um, and then just, you know, we're keeping the numbering. You're going to see some weird numbering as we, as we post shows here and there, especially in the SoundCloud later on down the line. I think we're going to be able to have access to all the shows. Yeah, I think that is the goal: is to have uh, access to every show on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, so volume one of From the Outside Looking In is uh, with music blocks. Yes. Which was, you know, to me, one of the best most favorite parts of the show absolutely uh and then volume two due to copyright protection and people being mean and weird on the internet is no music blocks even though we have like 13 listeners and we're not making any money off of this at all nope uh we're not allowed to play music from our, our the artists that we we care about and like and enjoy but whatever whatever right right yeah, if you don't especially want that when it's publicity. like our, our physical property like we own yeah, I album. bought this CD. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm going to exactly. put this up if I want to. And so not only did I pay the artist money, I'm giving you free publicity, and I'm saying, hey, 12 listeners, 13 listeners. Yeah, right. I like so-and-so. Check out I this mean, song. I mean, if you want to literally reach 
a dozen plus people. Exactly. This is the format. This to is the do show it. to this do it. This is the show to yeah, do it. Yeah, we're the guys you yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. You want to reach thousands and millions of people? Yeah. Okay, I get that. You want to reach a handful of people? Yeah, like a carefully curated audience. Exactly. I've got an I've got an item that I want to offer. Right. But I don't have that kind of production capability, so I just need to reach like twelve or thirteen people. Right. This is boutique media. It really is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. We are we're like a niche market. Yes. We're like a niche of a niche. Exactly. So like if I if there's a, if there is a band that really wants. Lou to know that they exist. Right. right? Sweet this is, Lou. This is the show for it, right? <laughs> this is the show where Lou is gonna find out about bands he's yeah. never heard if of. If you right? want if you want sweet Lou and sometimes friend of the show Vaz Vagoda right. to know about something you're doing. Right. This except, is the... except for like Papoose's new mixtape. Yeah, you know I mean like this is where they can learn. This is where you go. Yeah. So, anyways, there was some weird news. So you like the UFC? I do. I do. I like the UFC. Mm-hmm. Men. Fighting against men in the octagon. With no shirts. With no shirts or shoes sometimes. Women fighting women. And in some cases, dudes fighting a bus? Wait, what? Street fighter? What? So, in in Brooklyn, in the lead up to the most recent UFC. Brooklyn! uh, I I forget which which UFC card this is. It's like 293. I I think it was like 229 or something. So... In the lead up to this card, which Conor McGregor was not on, no, he shows up at the arena, yes, and he sneaks into the back, like loading dock area after the press conference. Uh, yeah, it's or the after, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah, it's. I think it's before the weigh-in. It's like the day before. It's, yeah, it may have been the day of the weigh-in, but I think it was the day before the weigh-in. Yeah, it was definitely the day before the weigh-in. So it was like Friday. It's like Friday during the day after I think it was the press Thursday. Conference. I think it was no, I mean, Thursday. No, you're right. I think it was, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So he he attacks this he attacks a bus. Like he's throwing like a bike railing and uh and a dolly like a hand dolly yeah. at the bus. So I I'm going to have to rely on you to cope because I don't know all the names and nor will I pronounce them right. Sure. So you're going to have to fill me in on this, but this was super weird. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It was super weird. It was like so he was let in. He didn't have a pass for the property, right? Like, he, he wasn't able to get in there. One of the guys from his team, uh, Artem Lobov, was fighting. And then Conor McGregor has a media company called uh, MacLife, right? Uh, the guys from MacLife. 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 Uh, the guys from MacLife let Conor and about 20 other of his good buddies in. Good buddies. To, <laughs> to the arena. Um, at which point... So the main event of that card was supposed to be uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, versus Tony Ferguson for the interim uh, lightweight title. Uh, or uh, No, it was actually for the lightweight title yeah, yeah. since Conor uh, doesn't fight anymore, basically. Um, so or whatever. Weird. Yeah, well, whatever his deal is. Anyway, yeah, um, <clears throat> Tony Ferguson, who is a stud and a beast, uh, he got injured, had to pull from the fight. This is the, f- I think this is either the third or the fourth time that a fight between oh, Habib yeah. and Tony had been scrapped for injuries or whatever. Uh, we've been trying to see this fight for a long time. Yeah. It would have been a good fight. Um, <clears throat> Habib had said something about how Conor McGregor should have stepped up and took the fight on a week's notice. Uh, to fight Habib, uh, that's a little weird. Hey, you know what? But other people have stepped up on less time. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Know, Chad, Men- Chad Menendez uh, stepped up to fight Connor, right? F- uh, for the forty-five title, title on uh, didn't last very long, but still, n- no, yeah, but it was still, yeah, whatever. Uh, Connor took offense to that for some reason oh, uh, because he's Conor McGregor and he's hypersensitive. Yeah. Because he's, he's just fucking just needs to be coddled his entire life. Uh, so he got on a plane from Ireland to New York, uh, with 20 dudes. Yeah. With, with 20 dudes to go set this straight. I rolled deep with my posse. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. they attacked the shit out of that bus where the fighters were on, which ironically, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not, I think Khabib, I think Khabib was on that bus. Uh, I'm almost I'm almost 100% yeah. certain. But he just well, I don't think he was in the area of the attack per se. Yeah, he may have been on the bus. I really don't remember. Yeah. But uh Connor being the asshole that he is did launch several things like a bike rail and a dolly at the bus. The dolly broke through the window. 
Yeah, I think it was right on the driver's side behind the driver. Right. Right. Um, Michael Chessia, who is a lightweight who was going to fight on that card, um, his face got cut with glass. Right. Uh, so he was uh, he was unable to fight. I believe it was Ortega um, whose eyes actually got cut with glass. Like his cornea. Yeah, his yeah, cornea. Yeah, 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 right. So he was unable to fight. Uh, so there's two fights scrapped from the card right away. Uh, Artem Lobov, since he was involved with, and, and Artem Lobov is like three and eight in the UFC or four and eight in the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like his whole UFC career is based on the fact that he is. He Conor knows McGregor. a guy. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 100%. Um, you know a guy. Uh, I, I mean, not not to say like he wouldn't kick my ass. I, you know, the, the, the dude's a brawler for sure. Um, but like he got scrapped. So that's three fights scrapped from the card. Yeah. Um, and then you have the main event had to get changed, yeah. scrapped, because, and and so then they're they're scrambling to find a uh, uh oh, and then Rose Namajunas the uh, she's a fucking beast. Yeah. She, she's the strawweight champion. Um, like the dolly flew right past her face, so she was shooken up. Uh, but she's a badass. She did fight that night. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so then you had to scramble. There was uh talks of um anthony pettis uh versus uh habib for the lightweight title that didn't go down because pettis was a pound over Ugh, so weak yeah so fucking weak let them fight yeah let and then fight. and then uh ally aquinta stepped up Th- this again is weird. This is a weird thing with the new york um uh, the game commission yeah gaming right commission, yeah right so if you weigh in Right. You then. So the, the scramble then became the next day uh, at weigh ins of finding a fight for the main event. Right. Uh, if if you weigh in and you're over, um, you, you get a pound allowance. Either and, way. E- e- like wiggle room. Yeah. A pound over. OK. okay. You could be as under as. as yeah. You that want, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but you get a pound over um, except for a title fight. Uh, in a title fight, you have to hit the weight Wait, yeah. on the head. Right. Um, but you get four hours uh, after your initial weigh-in to go to cut weight to go cut whatever remaining weight you yeah, can. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, the New York State Athletic Commission, for whatever reason, Ally Ale- Quinta came in at one fifty-five point seven pounds. Didn't give him any extra time to cut the weight. Ugh. Right. So the fight went on as a main event. With if Habib wins, he becomes the lightweight champion. If Ally Aquinta wins, nothing happens. So, ah, uh, right. And so, this is the thing that kills me: is the UFC they just sold? I don't know who the, the ownership was. I, I think the ownership, the original ownership, included Dana White, and so they just yeah. sold out to I don't even know who. I, I'm not sure who the group was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure the group that bought them. So uh, they the just, group that originally owned them was uh, Zufa. Okay, and that is. Um, uh, the Fertitta brothers and then Dana White had a, had a majority. So stake they in that. they just sold the UFC, and you know it's a ton of money, and so there's a ton of expectations. And here's you know here's two twenty three UFC two twenty three, and it's in in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, which is this huge basketball right. arena. It's a you and, know it's a big venue, and, and they they had been fighting. This is the second sanctioned fight uh, for the UFC in New York. It has been a long battle to get the new york athletic commission right. to sanction mma right and then connor fucking mcgregor who i think is a stain on the sport uh personally like you know what i mean like yeah you know, like i just i just think he's a fucking asshole yeah um you know not not that he's not a talented fighter and not that some of the shit he says isn't funny it surely is yeah but this is i mean you don't fucking go how many people did you four people that night lost their livelihood for the for the for like the next couple of months you yeah know right I mean? exactly you can't fight every day yeah you know what i mean like yeah this is they lost their livelihood for a few months so you're talking about like tens of thousands of dollars that yes. these people lost like maybe a piece right and dana did give everybody their show money okay you know what i mean um but still like yeah you you, you lose the the sponsors aren't paying you it's right? this it's this thing where it's this thing where the UFC could cross over into this like WWF territory, but they don't. This is the thing that I, I'm not a huge fan of about the UFC is their promos are weak. 
like listening to these guys talk about it. and and I uh, but I also get it. This shit is real. Right. So you, right. Some guy will it's get, not a work. Yeah, it's not it's not a work. Like dudes are getting <laughs> super punched in the face and stuff and and, it, and it's not like you can like I've seen guys like snap legs and and oh, yeah, like, sure. yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Like it's, it's legit. So, you know, you probably can't talk as much junk. Um, but you know, you're also your window of opportunity in the fight game is probably pretty small. So like I would, you know, like I appreciate that Connor goes to that kind of WWF style of like promos and I'm not going to say WWE cuz I don't that's not I'm old school and I you know like I don't I don't care about that that debate the, the World Wildlife Federation Yeah, I don't care game. about that. Fuck them animals. And I just want you to know you know I'm getting that, that shirt that says WWF and has a panda hitting another panda with a steel chair. Oh yeah, that's you know great. I'm totally yeah, that, that's that shirt. a solid shirt for sure. So I like that they bring that kind of that promo style where they kind of talk a lot of smack and Connor has, you know, been able to kind of back that up. But then he just does this ludicrous, insane stuff like the fight with the, the, the what is what was probably a work with uh, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, Floyd just toyed with him. Yeah, I mean, he just toyed with him. He didn't really try. He didn't really like. He probably could have done better. But then this goes back to Floyd being not a he's a he's he's a he's a dancer and not a puncher. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, so he does this thing. I mean, I, I would really like to see McGregor and Nergama Nergama Nergamedov. 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 Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd like to see those guys fight because that would be a hell of a fight. But you know, at the point we're at, that Conor McGregor's next fight will have been almost two years after his last fight. What? Oh, he hasn't fought since November of 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the 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 shark pool that awaits Conor McGregor's return is not good. No, if you know he loses I mean? that his next fight, if he comes back right. and loses, it is going to be real bad on him. Because my like my personal opinion at lightweight, and even though the two fights with Nate Diaz were at welterweight, right. like Nate is a lightweight. You know what I mean? He doesn't fight at welterweight very often. Okay, he walks at welterweight. He took that one fight on seven days' notice right. and submitted Conor McGregor. Uh, in the second fight, uh, the decision went to Conor, yeah. which isn't that controversial. But I scored the fight as a draw or for Nate. Uh, Connor definitely won the first two rounds. Right. Third round's questionable, but the last two were all Nate. Okay. Uh, I, I don't see how you win a fight walking away from somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. But he, it's it's just such I a mean, weird unless you're scene. counter punching. And so so now him. here's McGregor, who's brought up on, he's on, he's going to be brought up on charges, all kinds of charges now, like in New York State. So he's going to have to go to court and go to trial over these charges, and because of all the issues that. UFC has had with the state gaming commission, like uh, or the you know the of athletic New York, commission, yeah, right, right. I'm wondering how lightly the or, or how heavily the judge is going to come down on McGregor about this. No, for sure. And then the other thing, the other aspect of this fallout is the main event between Habib and Ally Quinta was lackluster for Habib to say the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he tried to stand with Ally Quinta who has a solid, solid boxing game. Uh Habib did win the fight and 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 I don't think there's any controversy there. Uh but he did not look good in doing so. Right. Right. Yeah, it was I mean, not is not as impressive as people were led to believe he Well he's undefeated. Is. I mean yeah. yeah I mean like just the and it, he's coming off a win off of Edson Barbosa before that where he fucking looked great. Yeah. So it's just a, it was to me an incredibly bizarre scene that is not really supposed to happen in this kind of a sport where everything outside of the actual fighting is pretty is pretty like I don't know, I don't want to say orchestrated but you go to your thing you do your weigh in you go to your you go to your uh, promos or whatever and you, right. you know you do your you do your interviews and you do your stuff and you don't. You know, maybe there's some stare downs when they do like the 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 on stage interview or whatever, whatever sure. they call that. Um, but but there's nothing crazy like this, like, and and is this? And then there, some people said, is this was this worked? Like, was this a setup 
to do some, I don't know what it would be have been a setup to do, right? I don't know if it's the kind of publicity that you, the UFC wants or needs. So I don't really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the UFC does have a new television deal going into right, like they're going. Well, but this so so this so, is before that, way sure. before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it had to be those talks had to have been happening, right? Their yeah. their TV contract rights come up, right? And that is set in stone. So like, as you lead up to that, any publicity you can get that's going to help you get more money is probably going to be you know beneficial, right? But it was just a bizarre scene, and it totally made it totally overshadowed the card, um, you know, the card itself because of so many changes that needed to be made and and everything like that, and guys that got cut up and and couldn't fight and. Um, so it was it was it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of an interesting story. So yeah, it was it was it was odd. I mean, the card was uh, pretty good uh, after that. Um, I forget what it was. It was UFC two twenty three. Yeah, it was two twenty three. Was the card, and um, there was one guy on there. Another guy whose name was uh, Nagam. I think one of the best fights on that card was the Rose Namajunas versus Joanna Jurchenchek. Uh, the oh Jandercheck. Yeah, uh, the woman that um, Jandercheck's that she. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was the former champ. She was yeah, so and she Ro- was like the champ for like a year or something. She right, was- yeah, she was she was legit, and then Rose beat her, knocked her out, and won the title, and then uh, the rematch again. Uh, Rose. Worked yeah. her on the feet. It was it was a great fight. Back yeah, and forth. Uh, no, I agree. That was a great fight because Janicek was was talking junk the entire time for the la- for the first fight and the second fight, and Namajunas was having none of it. Right, exactly. So and um, yeah, so there was also a fight that got moved from uh, the prelims to the main card, and um, if I could. Even come close to pronouncing this guy's <laughs> name. His name is Zabit Mamagadashapirov. Something, so, something like that. This dude was fucking awesome. Yeah. Another Russian dude. Another Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Uh, dude was fucking legit. Yeah, those Russians, man. They don't have anything else to do. You know, their, their economy sucks, so they're they're all fighting for it. They're fighting. Yeah. And it was sad to see, uh, you know, an old warrior like uh, Joe Lozon, J-Lo, uh, get knocked out uh, to get worked like that. Uh, but definitely fucking great career for uh, Joe. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure if he did retire, but it, I think it's definitely time. Um, it sucked that Anthony Pettis wasn't on the card, Michael Chesia. Yeah, some um, of the name recognition would have helped that card. Yeah, no, for sure. For yeah, sure. and Pettis has Pettis. Ha, my understanding is Pettis has a little bit of name recognition in the sport. So I, uh, you know, former lightweight champion, did yeah. the Showtime kick. You know, uh, yeah, the Anthony Pettis is uh, for real. Uh, Michael Chesia has. It's weird to say, but he has one of the best guillotines in the game. Nice. So, I mean, kids, don't try that at home. Yeah, yeah, don't go around choking people. Yeah, please don't guillotine choke hey, people. Yeah, whatever. Well, kids do worse. So. Yeah, right, right. But anyways, exactly. that was your news of the weird for the day, and it was it was pretty weird. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Connor, uh, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. And then also, if you're Artem Lobev, right? Right. You're. I'm gonna fucking pull up Artem Lobev's uh, record here really quick. But if you're Artem Lobev, right? And, and you're and mediocre. You, and yeah, right. You you know you're not ever gonna really challenge for the title for right? any title. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're not going to do that. Then like wh- I know that he's your boy. Or yeah. Whatever. So I don't I don't know the details on the confrontation between him and Nergamamedov. Nergamamedov. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what that is? But Artem Lobov's record is fourteen, fourteen, and one. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not terrible. It's not five hundred. Yeah. I hey, guess. once you once you're below five hundred, then he's, I care. He's but. he's not he's not yeah. a soccer team. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got one draw. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It was scoreless. Uh, in the UFC, he is two and four. Okay, all right. So that's that's the record that they're probably going to care about because that's all the UFC cares about is what happened, you know, what you did in UFC lately. Yeah, right, right. But, so, but two and four is mediocre. What have you done for me? Like, two yeah. and four is is about to get cut. Yeah, exactly. It's, two and four, you're about to lose your your job. You're going to be fighting in in whatever the third tier of MMA is. I don't even know what that is. Local MMA. Yeah, no, no clue. No so, clue. Moving on. <laughs> It's always Bellator, man. Yeah, right? There's always Bellator where <laughs> I, the old guys go. I fucking love Bellator and all their freak show fights. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, for the next segment, our 
you got to try this. We're going to answer the question that always ends up being posed on social media and things. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, what should I watch now? Ooh, Everybody's like, hey, what do I? What should I? What What, what do you suggest I watch? Mm-hmm. So, I can't. I stumbled across. I didn't stumble across this. The, my girlfriend stumbled across this, and she loves this kind of stuff. And so, you know, she made me watch it, and I was like, this is pretty good. So on Netflix, there's a show called The Doctor Blake Murder Mysteries. You mentioned this. I yeah. still, I still haven't gotten into there. And uh, so it is a period piece mm-hmm. from like nineteen. 1930 1940s Australia. So this is from this is from ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Company. So they do a lot of interesting period pieces. Okay. And so it's all, you know, everybody's decked out and dressed in the old school, you know, wear and and you know, the old wool suits and and all and they wear their top their bowling caps or whatever, bowler hats whatever they call sure. it. And they're driving their old cars and stuff. So this guy is the son of a local doctor who takes over his father's practice after his father and mother die under mysterious circumstances. Oh, no. So he fights in, uh, I'm not sure, I would assume it to be, you know, the the Australian military or whatever, but at the time they were probably allied with the British. Yeah, I mean, I, I still believe Australia is allied with, right. with England. Right? Yeah. yeah, at least New Zealand is for absolutely certain. Um, so he's he comes back from the war and he had a wife and she died uh, during childbirth. Um, she, I believe, she was like Asian, like Filipino or or, or, or Thailand, th- Taiwanese, Taiwanese, Thailand. I would say um, if uh, if Australian, there's also uh, a possibility of her being um, what is um... well. So, so he was one of the one of the parts of the story is that he was in, I think, like the Philippines or something, uh, fighting. Okay. Right. Sure, sure. So. As a military thing, and then and then so they show pictures. They always show pictures of uh, like the family portrait of he and his wife and the child. And so the child stayed in the Philippines, and he came home. And so it, it's a really interesting story. He he has a, a doctor practice that he took over from his father. He also aids the police as their kind of coroner. Okay. So it's a lot of like stories where he's helping the police. It's like. It's like I don't know what you. It's probably like a CSI house type of thing from like the 1930s, where okay, you know, the doctor is looking deeper into stuff than the police usually are, and he ends up helping the police, you know, do stuff. And he also has a lot of confrontations with the police because he's kind of like you know, fuck the police, right, right. But he's also a high functioning alcoholic, and so everybody is like drinking on the like every, all the all the time. They're all like everybody's got like a bottle of whiskey under their desk or something. So it's really it's a really good show if you like that kind of thing. I I think it's interesting. I also love the accents. Sure. Um, the, like the the one of the main uh, villains is a business a local business and is, is Patrick Tonneman. Oh, it's Patrick Tonneman. He's he owns all the businesses and things. That's as good as my Australian gets. It, it's really as about as good as it gets. But it's take this fucker. You put the fucker over there, right? <laughs> right. You grab this fucker. This big fucker comes over, and this fucker's like fucking fuck, right? And <laughs> that is it. Yeah, that is it. But it, it's a it's a really fun show. There's a lot of interesting dynamics to it. Not only is he like very kind of anti-establishment, but there is a nurse that helps him, and she is very like anti-establishment too, to a degree. Like, um, maybe not anti-establishment, but she's very against the norms. Like, she's you know in her twenties. And is not yet married, mm. and so everybody's like always trying to like. Yeah, what's up, girl? Yeah, so she, but she is very much into helping people. Crikey, look at that fucking Sheila right. over there, right? Sheila. <laughs> so she she's like she's always having to resist the uh, the guiling attempts. Yeah, there is a lot of guiling. yeah, there is a lot of guiling. I was gonna use like some some other worse term, but right. you know, like sexual harassment or something. But you know, in the thirties, is it sexual harassment? Though? Right it's in not. the thirties, yeah. no such thing. Yeah, in the thirties, I mean, there was no sexual harassment. There really wasn't. There was only the white racial patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, but but anyways, so she, so it's very interesting seeing all these different kinds of characters and dynamics, and then because his wife passed away. And so he's staying at the house that his father, that he grew up in with his father. He also kind of inherits like the, I don't want to call her a nanny, but the, like the maid or whatever, the housekeeper. Sure. And so he has this kind of thing going on, this kind of unspoken thing going on with the housekeeper too, where they're like, they get along really well. They're kind of like minded. 
and she's a widower herself. Mm. So like, you know, there, there's this unspoken, you know, tension there and, and that plays out over the course of the season. So it's very interesting. And I think like if people want to watch a show that is kind of maybe outside their wheelhouse a little bit, but could also be pretty interesting. This would be like a, a an interesting. I like the period pieces, like the Peaky Blinders and Peaky Blinders is great. A really, really great show that probably nobody watches, but really should. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The show's fantastic. Like if there Did was Downton Abbey. No, 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 no. That's too much for me. That's, that's a that's a bridge too far. That's that's too much aristocracy. Yeah, it's for too you. much aristocracy for me. I I don't really care about it. It, it sounds a little boring to me. But you know, there's not. I don't know if there's not. I don't know what that show's about. I need more skullduggery in my shows. But but this is this is an interesting show. Let's if you like kind of these whodunit types of things. And and the there's another show that uh, the Australian broadcast company puts out, um, which I can't remember right now. Um, It's a very similar type of show. It's this widower um, woman who. kind of inherits not inherits but she she's willed into the fortune of her husband and so she's just kind of like this roaring 20s type of gal who is like this feminist icon or whatever but you know she carries a gold-plated handgun like a gold-plated revolver Hmm. she flies planes she drives cars what show is that's not the dr blake no that's not the dr blake mysteries this is another show that the australian broadcast company does i'm trying to i'm trying to remember what 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 they call it Cheeky Faka? Um, I think it's called the Miss Fisher okay. Murder Mysteries or something. It's the same thing. Her name is Franny <coughs> Fisher. These mm, come Franny. this um these that show comes from a series of books. Okay. About this Franny Fisher character who is like this strong independent woman because she's a widower and so that's what she's got to do and um so she lives on her own. She's very like independent. She has a butler, like Mr. Butler. I'm pretty sure that's how they refer to him too, Mr. Butler. I don't even think he has a name. Hmm. So it's interesting. Like, well, his last name could be Butler. It could. It's very yeah, true. That is a. It's true. A so it's like this very interesting thing where it's it's a very different. I would guess I would call it counterculture for the times, right? Okay. Where it's not like this white patriarchal hierarchy. It's very counter to that. Sure. And she's like independent, strong woman. She like is super sexual. She she does what she wants. There's you know all sorts of weird lesbians on the show. Not weird lesbians. They're just you know they just. That's just there's lesbians everywhere. It happens. They're they're everywhere in history. Yeah, you were really woke, and then you were like, and then there's a bunch of weird lesbians, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an it's another interesting show that they do. That's this kind of mystery thing, and I, and I kind of get into those mysteries. So if you if that's a thing that you like, this is like a thing you should check out. Um, there's a, I'll throw in another Netflix show. Okay. Don't know if you've seen it. It's it's only four episodes long. It's a four episode documentary uh, called Evil Genius. Have never you? heard of it. Oh my god, so fucking good. Who's it about? All right, so it's about this bank robbery in Erie, Pennsylvania. What? Yeah. So this bank robbery happened by one dude going into the bank with a guest shirt on underneath his guest he shirt. He had the collar. He had the collar that had a the bomb. bomb. Yes. yes. I remember this story. Yes. Oh yes. my god. And the documentary is fucking amazing. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And if you've ever, uh, one of the disturbing parts, and no spoiler effect, um, they, everybody they, dies. Well, kind of, but the the bomb goes off, right? Yeah, and that dude dies. Yeah, yeah, and that's captured on video. Oh, super cool, dude I mean, with a collar. Cool. Yeah, dude with a collar bomb. If if you've ever wondered, like his head doesn't blow off or anything, but the the fucking weird thing is the collar bomb goes off. The shrapnel doesn't work the way the uh, person that built it intended it to, right? Right. Uh, so in order to securely move the body and remove the collar bomb, because they put a, a lot of like. The guy that built it put like a cell phone in there that really did nothing and all this other oh. shit to make it seem like if you cut this wire, it it'll, make, it'll, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to fucking surgically decapitate the dude to remove this collar. Wow. Yeah. Now I heard of this story years and years ago. And I never, I never heard more into, I never got more into it. But this sounds excellent, though. Yeah, Evil Genius is okay. what it's called, and it's it's four episodes long, four, you know, about an hour episodes uh, each, and it's fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. All right. So these are some good things. You know, you got to try this. 
where we try, you know, whatever. But this is, you got to try some shows. You got to watch some shows. Yeah, for sure. Um, so check those out. And those are all on Netflix, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's a one-stop shop, people. It is. It really is. So do we take a, are we going to move right into the mixed media moment? Uh, I, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. We could, yeah. We you know move. I love the mixed media moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Movies, books, books and TV and shows. stuff. And we do some uh, music and then we do some Netflix? things and we talk oh, stuff oh, away. Oh. Yeah, do you like Netflix? All right. Man. That song gets better every single time. Every time. time. We're like freestyling the shit out of that, man. Freestyling. So our mixed media moment is, uh, we, which we talked about at the top of the show, which was really wasn't that far ago, but is, it is the, uh, the, Go- the Garden State Comic Fest. Yes. Um, and this is the second time we have been to the Garden State Comic Fest. It is. It is. Um, and this the was first a, time was in Morristown. Yeah, right? the first yeah. time was north in Morristown, and that was in July. I think that was 2016, maybe. Sure. Yep. And uh, and we went to that, and it was in, you know it was in the Morristown Arena, which is like which had four ice. It was like fucking heaven. It was for me. super it cool, was so great. So it was in was an, like, it was in a hockey arena. So they had one hockey arena, one rink that they had all the stuff in, and then right next to it was another rink that a guy was like zambonying. Yes, like when we walked by, he's like he's like you know flattening it out and smoothing out oh, the it's ice. Fucking great, yeah. So it was su- it was super cool. So. Um, in 2016, we went and we met uh, one of the heroes of the game, one of the legends, for sure, of the comic game, uh, Jim Steranko. And so, uh, in April, they came through to Atlantic City, and we were like, "We're going to this because Jim Steranko is going to be there." Yep. And so, like, we're going to go check this out. And so, so here is this uh, comic fest at probably one of the best locations I've seen a comic fest at yet. The Showboat Arena, or the Showboat Casino, excuse me. The Showboat yeah. Casino. Yeah, which is no longer a casino. Which is no it's longer a casino. Center, it's, a, yeah. it's abandoned, and so it's this convention center. So you walk in, and it's because like... Because Atlantic City. Because Atlantic City. Thanks, Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, It's this old casino that has all this awesome color and oh, yeah, glitz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like a casino. It's you know super I mean? casino-y. And it, so, so that was the first part that is super cool about it, is it, that it's in this casino, which is a lot of fun to check out. It's a great venue for it. Um, so we kind of get there, we roll out there, and we get there, and you know we're on a mission as per usual. Yep. The mission is uh, get some signatures, meet some heroes. Yep. Uh, you know, get some things slabbed, uh, and then go on the quest. Yep. The side quest. The side quest of scouring through long boxes for oh, things you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Digging. Digging. <clears throat> some people dig through crates for vinyl. Some people dig through long boxes for comics. Yep. I do both. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Hey, <laughs> do what you got to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, uh, so one of the cool things was uh, getting to meet Kevin Eastman, who is the uh, one of the originators, uh, the co-originator and co-artist of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Correct, Amundo. And uh, super cool. So that was like the first thing I did when I got there because I have issue, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number four. Mm-hmm. And it's this awesome, uh, it's not a black and white cover, but it's a black and green, like a blue, a, a green like and a, white or yeah, blue some, and white cover. Yeah, right. Um, so it's, it's a great looking cover to get some, to get some signage on. And so I wanted to get that signed. And so I got, went and stood in line for like nine years. Yeah. That line was super long, super duper long, but you had to get in early because I think it like, he was going to launch, he was going to lunch and then he was going to do photographs and all this weird, he was going to do, you know, something else was going on that it, it basically, if you didn't get in to get a signature right there, at a certain point, then you would have to go like three or four hours till you'd get another crack. Yeah, out. right, exactly. And I wasn't and, trying to be there. I was, wasn't yeah, trying to be in Atlantic City not gambling all day. Exactly. The longer <laughs> I stay in Atlantic City, the more I want to play blackjack. So yeah, it's right, like, right. You know, we had to kind of get this done quick. But it was, but uh, I got, you know, in line, one of, the, one of the fun things about being in line is, is just kind of doing the people watching bit. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, the cosplay was on point. There were a lot of really good cosplayers. There at, really were at the at the Garden State, uh, and we'll Comic throw some Con. we'll throw some pictures up on the Facebook page mm-hmm. that we yeah, took. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I, there was like a like a six <clears throat> six eight Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a few uh, uh, Mandalorian bounty hunters. Gotcha. Yeah, not necessarily all Boba okay, Fett. Okay, true, but, true, yeah, true. But uh, what was great is they had like the little mic inside the. Yeah, oh the, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I went up and talked to him. We were at the bar getting yeah. a beer and. Um, so we went up and talked to him and he, you, he's like, 
yes, you can totally have a picture with me. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, dude, this is awesome. You have a great suit. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And yeah. I was like, holy crap. Like the whole thing works. Like this is amazing. Right, right. So that and was going on. There was some really impressive uh, Transformers there. There was an yeah. Optimus Prime. There was uh, quite a few uh, uh, robots of, of different. Uh, like Robotech type robots. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there was. Uh, There's a pretty good uh, like uh, Superman and Batman. Like yeah. the older versions from like uh, Dark Knight Returns or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. There was that. Uh, there was a uh, a really good uh, Teen Titans. There was a great Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beast Boy, uh, Starfire, and Raven, and Raven, and yeah. there were it was all it was all women. Yep. So it was it was a female Beast Boy. Totally cool. Yep. Don't mind. Nope. And and they were really it was really done well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then there was uh the uh, I gotta check my notes here the five hundred and first legion the five hundred and first legion they are it? a popular cosplay group. Yep, that a does, troop. Yeah, that does Star Wars. They do Star Wars. Uh, they do screen accurate Star Wars. Yes, true uh, cosplays. Right, so that's one of the things like uh like the the girl that I was talking to who's uh, cosplaying Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Yeah. yeah, she did a great job. Um, like the, not only is, are the hair buns that she was repping real like that was her hair yeah yeah it had to be done a certain way it all has to be screened very accurate, accurate yeah, yeah and so there was be... a there was a ray yeah um, she was good too there yeah. was also a an obi-wan like the ewan mcgregor obi-wan yep yep which is really good yep um and then oh the uh the gigantic carnage oh yeah carnage was dope. so the spider-man symbiote character carnage was there and it was like it had he had smoke coming out. Yeah, he was spewing smoke out of his mouth. So it was, amazing! Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really impressive. Yeah, so they had a section which was they had a section of the casino that was probably like an old restaurant that that some of these troops had set up, and you could go check out. And um, I, I thought, I mean, wow, the cosplay was super on point. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. So super, I, super. And cool. it was a very small area, you know. Given all things considered, it was kind of a small area for the show. Like there wasn't a, a lot of vendors. No. But there was just enough. Like I feel There's like there just, was enough. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you're on the hunt, you're always hunting for different things. Uh, yeah, obviously, like if you find something that's really cool, really rare. I mean, I think your buddy picked up. Yeah, we got the chance to meet up with my buddy Gene, who came out from Northeast Philly to check out the show, <coughs> and uh, he got to pick up a few things. Oh, he picked out like what was that? That Jim, the uh, the Bruce Lee thing. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gene and I, we uh, we actually spent uh, some time hanging out with uh, uh, Robert Bruce from um, TV's Comic Book Men. Right. Yeah, and he was actually a really cool guy. Um, yeah, both Gene and I bought some stuff off of him, uh, but he was just really down to earth, really cool to talk to. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like what you would expect from like a, a Kevin Smith crew member, you know what right. I mean? Like somebody part of Kevin's crew. Like he was just a normal dude, and we were talking about comic books and toys and shit, and uh, a little bit about uh, Kevin and comic book men, and and if there will be a new season, which they're in uh, negotiations. Right. With. Uh, I didn't realize that Robert Bruce isn't just somebody that they bring in as a cultural expert, like guest consultant. Yeah, right. He's also like uh, involved with like the production and the writing of the show too. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's so. behind the scenes. So I didn't, I didn't. I, I was I was looking at slabs at that point. I was yeah. checking out some stuff and uh, and pricing out some stuff, but but you guys were checking him out. But Gene Gene got to Gene got some picked up some stuff. Yeah, and then uh, another part of the show is the meet and greets. I guess what you would call them, like the photo ops with people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Gene met uh, and took a picture with Eric Roberts, who's uh, an actor and who's done a bunch of different stuff. Some some old kung fu movies and not kung fu, but like karate movies in the eighties right, and right, stuff, right. And, like different ninja movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for, you know, for some of the for some of the geeks out there, he's a little known fact. The there's a weird gap between Doctor Who. Um, seasons where there was no Doctor Who in, on the BBC, and they did an American movie. I think it was an American movie, and Eric Roberts played the villain. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I, for the record, I downloaded this movie like four years ago, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I yeah, mean, I, I, but whatever, whatever. They went. I know a, there's probably a lot of people that listen to our show. I would say at least half of our our audience, like six of you. Um, probably care. probably really like Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah, the other I, six don't care. Yeah, I'm one of the don't care. Yeah, uh, one of the um, shit the the redheaded girl from one of the seasons of Doctor Amy Pond. Who. 
Yeah, Amy Pond. That was her character name. It's yeah. uh, Jillian, uh, Karen Jillian. Yeah, who is she in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? She's... She is Nebula yes. in the Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yes, Nebula is, is uh, Thanos' daughter. Right, and I was like, oh, I know her. She's oh that's so cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So. so she was actually one of the better companions to the doctor which was which was pretty cool for sure but so there was a bunch of people there that you could meet and greet I forget who all of them were um, yeah the only one stuck out to me and it's because I'm weird uh, Allison Mack was there and she was in Smallville which was the kind of the Superboy show that was on the CW before there were a lot of superhero shows on the CW right and so that show went for like six or seven seasons and she was kind of like the kind of like the nerdy sidekick uh, kind of almost like the Oracle character she was like kind of the computer geeky character from that show so she was there yeah. which I thought was weird because I had also heard that um, after that show had run its course, uh, she was not. She didn't really show up in any kind of, you know, shows or movies or anything after that because she kind of got into this weird, what we all think is a cult. Yeah, yeah. Like some weird cult, and there's so she all of a sudden came out of the blue to like show up at this this comic fest, which was weird because I don't know that she had made a bunch of public appearances prior to that. No, it was interesting for yeah. sure. So there were I don't I forget who else was there doing pictures. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, forget. yeah, it was. We were there for pretty much one reason and one reason only, and yeah. that is the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Sternanko. Jim Sternanko. And uh, so, as as Patrick was waiting in line to meet Eastman, uh, I didn't have anything for Eastman to sign, and I didn't feel like just standing around for like an hour and a half. So I went, and nobody was in the Jim Sternanko line. Yeah, I saw that from afar. And it's just like me and Jim Sternanko hanging out for like a half hour, forty oh. minutes talking. Um, about comic books and you know, uh, just different kind of life type stuff. Jim yeah. Sternenko is a really cool guy. Uh, Jim Sternenko will fight you, like <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Sternenko like just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'm, so, I'll I'll fight you. And one of the reasons why I say that is is as um, when Patrick finally when you finally got done with Eastman. You went over to the Sternenko table, and I was still hanging out with Sternenko at that time. And, like, you were getting stuff signed. Like, I got a copy of Nick Fury signed. Uh, you were getting a early book signed. Uh, from yeah, Spy-Man. Spy-Man signed. This is like a Harvey Comics episode, issue, which is really weird and from the late 60s. Uh, and it was, it, was one, it was thought to be one of the first printed, uh, one of the first printed um, Sternenko artwork. Right. right, one of the first comics that had his artwork in it. I think the CGC, which is a grading company, they recognize it as the first, you know, thing. And so I, I picked that up, and I was like, "This is pretty awesome. I'm gonna have this guy sign it." And, um, but he's also super cool, though. Right. And as you, uh, when you had something signed by Eastman, I grabbed a picture of Eastman signing your shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to do the same with Sternenko, and he was oh, yeah. just like, "Nah, don't yeah, do it, bro." Yeah. yeah. And I'll I was smash like, your shit. Yeah. And I was like, "You're fucking 84." At 150, I will fuck you up, Jim yeah. Sternenko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be, a, it'll be a fun fight to watch. Yeah, right, exactly. So the Kevin Eastman thing, and I didn't realize this until I got there, I had like just this one comic to sign, and they have stuff on the table. Everybody always has stuff on the table that you can buy and sign, and I didn't really care for it because it's just kind of like new stuff that I was like, well, right, I don't right. really care. So I get up there, and it's like, all right, so what do you guys need? And it's like, uh, well, the first thing Kevin signs is always free. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, usually, I, like, I'm willing to pay, like, you know, 20, 30 bucks or whatever to yep. get a signature and, sure. and hang out. And this guy was like, the like, first thing we sign for free. And so I go over there. I'm like, dude. And he's super cool. He's wearing, like, he's he's pretty hip and, and you know, well, not hip, but, you know. He's, he, he's, he's as really cool as, 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 as you could be. Yeah, he's like yeah, a yeah, California yeah. guy. You know yeah, what I right, mean? Right, like, right. he's got that vibe. And so he's super cool. And I go over and I'm talking to him and stuff. And I was like, dude, thanks. Like, you like, Teens Mutant Ninja Turtles were, like, part of my childhood. And, you know, like, I had the toys and things growing up and stuff. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. So he, like, signs my comic and he does a little doodle on it. Like yeah, a little teenage mutant yeah, turtles which was doodle, cool. which is like super cool. I'm like, man, this is really cool. And you only had one thing. So I had the one thing. I was like, thanks, dude, peace. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I was like, so, and like these guys, the guys ahead of me, like there's like this two or three guys ahead of me, oh, and they God, had like they the 57 worst. things they to sign. Fucking worst. Like little little dolls and like comics and all this stuff. I was like, wow, man, you guys are gonna oh, be here forever. Speaking of cosplay, the dude behind you with his son, right? Huh? Daughter. Daughter, maybe. Daughter. Yeah, daughter. Yeah. Yeah, he was cosplayed 
as Nick Sachs from Grant Morrison's Happy. Right. And that was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And she was running, I forget what she was dressed up as, but she was running around and she was dolled up too, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I, for so sure. I go, I go to Eastman, I get done with Eastman, I go over to Jim Stranka's table. And one of the reasons what, that I really wanted to go to this fest to see, to see Stranko, I didn't realize it, but Jim Stranko was born and raised like, 30 minutes in Reading, PA, which is like 30 minutes away from where I was born and raised. And I was like, holy crap, this guy's like a PA guy. Like, he's a Northeast PA guy. I could not believe that he grew up there. And he had, you know, he had done, he had a, he had a printing company in Why I'm Missing, PA, which is like, you know, right, right, right outside of Reading. And it's just like amazing. Like, he had done all this stuff. And I was like, I really wanted to like talk to this guy about like, you know, like growing up, coming up in like Reading and stuff, and and it was it was a great conversation. And he was telling us stories about how, who was it? Was it was it was it John Byrne or was it Kirby who was like your art sucks? I think it was Kirby who like told yeah. him that his artwork sucks. Yeah, and, yeah. But I want to, but I also want to buy some of your characters. Yeah, he wanted to buy some of the characters, uh, like a gladiator character. Yeah, the gladiator or character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and he right. like he had like the arm plating and yeah. the, the stuff, and it's just so cool. Like, like just. That's a I don't think it was Kirby. It was um, shit. He like, did Captain America. Yeah, the he? guy that originally cr- created Captain America. Uh, the first run. Di- no, it wasn't Ditko. Um, no, no, no. That's Steve Ditko. Um, fuck the first run of Captain America. Oh, oh, in the not the forties run. Yeah. All right, maybe. <clears throat> but anyway, so so one of the reasons why we go to check out some of our favorite artists. One, I like to get the stuff signed, and I like to get it. I, I like to get it slabbed so it's preserved forever because I'm a nerd. And I like to do that with stuff, but I also go because these guys, some of these guys are super cool, and and Jim Steranko is one of the coolest guys, and he's super down to earth, and he's hilarious, and he's great to talk to. Joe Simon. Joe Simon. Okay, Simon and Schuster. No, no, that's somebody else. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. So Joe Simon hated on his stuff, but then ended up wanting to buy one of his characters, which is like so typical, but. He is so down to earth, and he loves bullshitting with you and just ta- talking about. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, he really does like talking, which is which is pretty sweet. You know, it's what pretty I mean? rare. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of. I mean, some people are like pretty cool about it. Like I think one of the first shows we went to the the Philadelphia Comic Con or whatever they called it. Yep. Uh, we met Neil Adams, who is just an iconic, legendary artist. Yes. But he's also kind of a miserable bastard. Yeah, he's really, I mean, he was cool to talk to, but like, I mean, you could just see that fucking life was draining Neil yeah. Adams. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I'm like, this is what I'm doing for my life now. I gotta, I right. gotta talk to all you guys. And, I'm in fucking Oaks, Pennsylvania yeah, in, in a Oaks. goddamn warehouse. I thought I'd be in Philadelphia, but I'm in, Pen- in Oaks at a warehouse. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, maybe he also does not suffer fools lightly, and I think, like, one of the conversations like I had asked him a question about I don't know I don't know one of his characters like who he liked drawing or what the fuck I don't know and he was like kind of cranky about his response and it's like you know what in retrospect I'm like you know how many times he probably gets asked stupid fucking questions yeah right for sure so I can understand that but but Stranko is just super hilarious and fun to talk to so I think we were over there for like an hour like and nobody was there I was like, you people are totally missing out. Like, it was great that we got to like hang out with this guy for so long. Yeah, and he's like, don't be a stranger. And I'm like, dude, we're not. That's why we're here. We're like, yeah, we, yeah. we came to see you. He's super cool. Yeah. Um. So, like, and he's always rocking like one of these suits from the 70s. From, I think like, it's the late... same gray suit and it's black this, turtleneck. Yeah, it's this double-breasted gray suit <laughs> and black turtleneck and like rose-tinted sunglasses. It's just fucking amazing. Yeah, he's like. He's stuck in the '70s, which is super cool by us. Yes, uh, but so so check it out. I mean, I, one of the shows we're, one of the shows in the future. I think we're going to focus on just um, the artists, the like comic book artists. Sure. Uh, but but Stranka was one of the first people to do like certain things in the he game. He really brought uh, a sense of surrealism right. uh, into comic book art, which uh, hadn't really been done before. Right. I, I really think like him and Steve Ditko, who you'd brought up uh, yeah. before, kind of really pioneered that art where, you know, like where Kirby kind of pioneered the action or movement right right of characters in art uh if you if you look at comics before that it's all very stagnant right it's all superman standing with his yeah yeah i'm just standing here i'm not doing anything yeah exactly not doing it kirby really brought action in 
uh, I, I feel like artists like Sternenko and Ditko took it the next step and really brought in like high art concepts, right? Uh, to comic. Oh yeah, art. I think I think I think uh, Ditko's run on like his. I think it was what the first fifty or sixty issues of Spider-Man back in the day were super awesome, right? Um, and Sternenko think- was Sternenko did like kind of this. He kind of started to pioneer kind of like that splash page where yeah, for like, sure. everything's not in a specific cube. I'm not doing it for the funny papers. I'm not doing like here's three cube panels and I'm done. It's like I'm going to take this whole page and I'm going to just blow it out. I'm just going to do everything. I'm going to put it all in there and I'm going to have a guy letter in some stuff here and there. But otherwise, I'm going to just take the whole page and put my art there. Yeah. And I, I, I th- when, you, when you look at it, I think Sternenko and Ditko are very similar artists. Because Ditko would do the same same thing, where he would not he would do a splash page, right? You know what I mean. And uh, he, he both of them, I think, had more of a sense of illustration, yeah. than previous comic book right. artists did, right? Yeah. So I, I think that when you get a chance, like I know I know a lot of people like to go to the Wizard Comic Cons, yeah, um, and that is a very celebrity heavy yeah, thing. Yeah, that's very actor heavy. Yeah, so yeah. like and, and and that is a thing that people like and I know a bunch of people that go to the shows and they like to get dressed up and they go to the shows and meet some of the people. For us, we like to go to meet the artists. And yeah, the, artists, like creators, creators, writers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, we yeah. are like we're big on like meeting those artists and 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 having some time with them to like understand right. the craft. See, like I wish like I mean like some I would fucking love, like, I'd go to Wizard World in a second if there was, if, like, Frank Miller. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if if Todd McFarlane or Frank Miller or Neil Gaiman or any of these types of people that were- Alan Moore. Alan Moore, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll go, you know- Like, I would go. Even, like, your Grant Morrison's- Yep. Um, Jim Lee, Jim Lee, uh, Jamie Delano, just, just guys that make fucking great comics. Right. Like, no matter what. Like, Grant Morrison does stuff no matter what. Like it doesn't matter what yeah, right. what comic he's doing. Like I have a I have a a, a run th- uh, that's called Nameless, it, that Grant Morrison wrote and somebody else arted, mm-hmm. arted, arted. Somebody else arted all over it. Arted, but it's it's awesome and it's not like it's not like Batman. It's not, and but his right. run on Batman was fantastic. His run on Batman was fantastic. It was amazing. Happy uh, is again another Grant Morrison right. title that's just fucking amazing. Uh, I think Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum is one of the best Batman runs there is. Okay. Uh, the art in it is fantastic. The story's great. Um, so yeah, I. Like, but if, I'd if fucking, those, if those me, kinds like, of people yeah, were there, yeah, like for me, meeting Grant Morrison is would be so much cooler than meeting like Chris Evans. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I totally agree. Like I appreciate actors and what they do. You know what I mean? But I, I appreciate creators far more than that. I think the creators have a much more vested interest in the product. Sure. Like. Chris Evans may not give a shit about Captain America. Yeah, like he's he yeah he, he may, may know nothing about the character or the history or anything. Right, right. Like he, he may not care about it at all. But you know, people like like Grant Morrison and Frank Miller, like they right. had a vested interest in the the character and the story and the yeah. art, and that's the kind of thing that that yeah. is really super cool. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the whole thing. Like Ben Affleck doesn't give a shit about Daredevil. Frank Miller does. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Ben and, Affleck and, may not care about Batman. Right. Frank Miller does. Right. Exactly. Right. And 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 uh, it's funny because the Frank Miller run on Daredevil is one of the things that I'm oh, on the hunt for yeah, right now. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. It's so sure. like I have most of the first run. I'm missing some key issues like the first uh, Electra. Right. For, I think the first and second Electra appearances I don't have, but I have a bunch of that stuff. Um, and I I also picked up. Uh, a Spider-Man annual that was uh, a Frank Miller art is uh, it was his art and story was Frank Miller. Okay. And he just adds Miller adds a certain kind of grit and dark realism to characters that wasn't really there before. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and right. I, I really love that. And he tells, I mean, he tells a great story. Oh yeah, I, for I sure. Mean, he just really does. I, you know, one of the, one of my favorite, um, uh, graphic novels or short series has has always been Sin City. Oh yeah, uh, by Frank yeah, Miller. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's just a fantastic book. Um, and uh, you know, uh, before the movie Three Hundred, there was the graphic was novel, novel Three Hundred yeah. by Frank Miller. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that you know, when you have the chance to meet some of these people that were iconic in in the craft and, and it, whatever your craft is, like whatever the hobby is that you get into, I, th- I think, and we've said this before, like, and I'll say it, you know, I'll say it forever, like, go meet your heroes. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, go 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 speak to your heroes. Go to, you know go understand what they do and why they did it, and right. and the stories that they can tell. And it might be disappointing. It might be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but right. it, like it'll 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 always be cool, even if it is disappointing. But for every Neil Adams, there's a Jim Steranko, yep. and that's why we that's why we go geek out at this stuff is because of you know that and. Um, I think that was probably the best part of the show. I mean, the the crate digging and the 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 kind of the for sure being on the hunt was a little disappointing. It was, although I did find. Uh, so I'm on the hunt for Sandman stuff, right? Right, like that's my yeah. new hunt is to piece together Neil Gaiman's complete Sandman. Oof. Um, yeah, and and there was there were a few like uh, a complete. Like an omni- yeah, like, no, like, not like an like each in all seventy five issues in one. Yeah, in I've one, seen that a lot lately at shows where they'll have like bundled. Yeah, stuff and 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 it was cool and I was tempted and the price wasn't it was like four hundred right like which wasn't bad you not know really I mean? not really when you think about it one right? through seventy five yeah right exactly and but it just it takes away a little bit of the hunt yeah you know what I mean yeah, it, it does. just takes away a little bit of the hunt that I, I enjoy you know I, and then we the, the other problem was the other the the other part of it was because we were kind of time constrained in how long we wanted to, to be away you know it's like an hour and a half drive yeah right 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 each way so it was like we were kind of time constrained we didn't have a chance to really do as much digging because we spent a lot of time with Eastman and Stranko. Yeah, so but it, there wasn't much to dig through. No, nah, there really wasn't. There but really it was, wasn't. you know, like I really wanted to be able to kind of shop around. Like I know one guy had some Frank Miller uh Daredevil stuff that I was I was checking out, but I wanted to walk around and check stuff out first before I started haggling with the guy and I never got a chance to do that. I did find uh I did find an old adventure comics that had uh Bizarro it was a Bizarro appearance which sure. was something that I'm into collecting is some yeah. of the old Bar- Bizarro appearances cuz like that's a character that I really enjoy. He's not the he's not the, you know, corn-fed American superhero Superman. He's kind of like the anti-Superman. Yes. You know, the kind of backward Superman and I dig that. Um, so I did find uh, a good adventure comics that has the first appearance of the Bizarro Legion of Superheroes. Which is which is always pretty cool. So they always kind of do everything backwards, and and so I, found, I I got to haggle down a good price on one of those issues that was in really good shape. So I was kind of happy about that. But that was really the only thing I was able to kind of, um, you know, find uh, in in the hunt. Um, because a lot of people now have like a lot of the toys and stuff show up there, like the little Funko Pop figures and 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 you know kind of old toys and junky stuff that is kind of like man whatever. Um, local artists that are doing their art thing, which is cool, but is not necessarily my bag. You know, I'm like, I, I get it. You may do local art, and and I I want to support that when I can, but. Yeah, I mean, it has to be it has to be something that I'd really really want. Like right. it would have to be like a really cool Constantine piece or Well, or, or even, if you're doing original stuff, you either need to have a good story or you need to have good art or you right. need to have both. Otherwise, I See, can't Like care. I'll pick up a few indies like if I talk to the guy right. and I like, you know, like me and a dude were talking about guitars and stuff like that and it was like Three for ten, sure, dude. I'll buy your. Books. Yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I, mean, I said, like, if, like but, but to I me, haven't read them. I you haven't gotta, read them. You yeah. got to grab me though. Like, <laughs> I, you, you, the art has to be good. You have to right. do good art, or you have to have a good story. Sure. Like, like the concept has to be fun or, or interesting to me, or otherwise I won't care. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, but but talking about Bizarro and, and Superman, um, just a, another great. I'm not a huge Superman fan, but right. a great uh, a great really short uh, Superman arc, uh, Red Sun. Yes, so good. I just got the just trade. talking about anti Superman. Yes, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> I just I just was able to pick up the trade of Red Sun um, a couple weeks ago, and I haven't read it yet. There's some things that I I, I just sit on. Sure, like sure. you know, in time I'm going to have a chance to read them. But that Red Sun arc is like it is. A, I think it's what is it is it the Elseworlds imprint? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like these one shot. Um, very different types of stories, right? And I think the, that that it, is super cool. Yeah. So the basically the uh, the idea is instead of instead of Kal-el, uh landing in like Nebraska in cornfield America, what happens if he landed in Soviet Russia? Exactly. Yeah. And so just how the Cold War would be different and everything with with Superman being the red sun. Yeah. I mean, so that is a super cool story arc and I'm really interested in reading that. And there is a bizarro appearance in there as well. Yes. Yes. And Batman as well. Yeah. And Wonder Woman too, I think. 
Yeah, I think I, they're I, all in it. Yeah, I think they're all in it. But it's a, it was a super. I mean, I think the original issues. I don't know. I I think that it, I don't think that it was. It came out as a trade. I think it came out as like three issues. It came out as three. Yeah, it was a three. The original issue, three yeah. issues are like super rare and expensive to get a hold of. Yes. Okay. So, but the, so that's why even though the book came out in like 2003, so it's not yeah. that old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not I mean, old. Yeah. It just happens to be rare, and just because of how awesome the story was. Right. Right. And maybe it was. It might have been. I don't know if it was a limited print run. Like that may be could another thing. Yeah, drive up as well. Well, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that was that was the, the extent of it. I mean, you know, we got to do a little bit of digging. There's a little bit of a score, um, but otherwise, all together, I mean, Garden State Comic Fest. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job over there. Yeah, for I really sure. appreciate what you're doing. You guys have like a good thing, and I think that there's also in July. I think there's also another another fest. I think this is the Morristown one. Oh, okay. I, so, I, I liked the Morristown one, so yeah. you might want to check that out again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be in town for that. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. We'll see what happens. See who's there. Yeah, you know, it's also still got to have like good, um, you know, there's got to be some some celebrities that I care about there. Otherwise, I just can't, you know, I can't, right. can't drive five hours across the state to go to a show that doesn't have anybody that I'm going to care about. So yeah, no, for sure, we'll never know. But so, like all good things, this has to come to an end. This has to come to an no. end. No. But as always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we we really do. We always say twelve listeners and blah 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 blah. But we really do appreciate anybody that takes time to to listen to what we got to say. A rambling and yeah yeah right right exactly. Thanks. You know, most of the time we're ninety percent sober, so it's always a good thing. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on Facebook. We do love hearing uh, your feedback. If you if you guys ever have a topic you want us to to discuss uh you know hit us up uh, that that's what we love to do but again thanks shout for me st- a holla dog yeah man holla at your boy uh well, what the fuck are we doing on that <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting to the outro yeah right exactly but as always again thanks for stopping by thanks for taking a listen thanks for spending some time we appreciate you and remember kids always let the wookie win deuces peace Make you try.